0: You're listening to the St. John's Dunman Creek Podcast. This episode presented by Associate Minister Julie Blinko. Hi, my name's Mark, and I'll be reading from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28, verses 1 to 10. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, They came to him, clasped his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me.
1: Good morning. My name is Julie Blinko and I'm one of the associate ministers here at St. John's Anglican Church. Thank you for allowing us into your homes this Easter. And I want to wish you a particularly warm Easter uh, this year. This time last year, I was preaching the Easter message and reflecting on the cross which remains standing in the rubble of the fallen Notre Dame Cathedral. We looked at Christ's resurrection power and being something of firm foundation and an unshakable hope amidst such tragedy to world architecture and cultural history. This year, we're in our homes unable to meet in person due to COVID 19, another tragedy having rolled out around us. And yet, the Easter message offering the brightest of hopes, the firmest of foundations for our future and good news for everyone during this pandemic and beyond. This is because Jesus rose from the grave and his light, hope, love and resurrection power has entered into our world. Has anyone ever crept into a a cave to see glowworms? These worms are best seen in dark when there's no moon out, maybe under a log or in some place of incredible darkness. That's where they shine the brightest. Maybe not, but maybe you can recall the last time there was a blackout in your home, when everything's pitch black and you're just fumbling around looking for a match to light a candle, the mobile phone to switch on, or where did we put that torch last time? Yet one little light lights up the whole room and you're able to see again. It's similar to the light which Jesus shines, the flame of one person lighting up the whole world, brightest when light is most needed, yet never diminishing. When darkness illuminates our news feeds and darkness threatens to creep in and cloud our days, the light which Jesus has brought to our world cannot be put out and shines even brighter. Our story today is set at first light on Easter Sunday. Jesus had been crucified on the Friday, and like all good Jews, they'd stayed at home on the Saturday, but that is the, the ladies that we read about Mary and the other Mary. It's at dawn on Sunday that the narratives begin. When I read stories like this in the Bible, I quite enjoy thinking through the story from every character and looking at what new ideas or inspiration or insight that that character gives. So the first character in this story is Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. Imagine them on that first light. Mary Magdalene, the woman who had travelled with Jesus over several years through the various villages, supporting him and being part of his leadership team as he preached the gospel. She'd experienced firsthand the deliverance and healing that she received as she put her trust in him. And she'd seen him do that with multiple others as they travelled around, putting their trust in Jesus and their lives being changed forever. Yet. On this particular Sunday, here was a woman likely consumed with grief and sorrow and uncertainty because of the earlier days. She'd witnessed the one she loved being beaten and crucified on the cross. So traumatic, I imagine, to see that. And as soon as she could, as soon as Sunday came, she did the very thing she'd been doing for years. She wanted to be near him and she ran to that tomb with her friend Mary both of them racing at first light and being richly rewarded for it. The next character we have is the angel of the Lord. We have the angel of the Lord being rolling back this huge stone that the army, the Roman army, had placed there to prevent anyone stealing the body. And he'd done this through an earthquake and then sat on the stone. Angels appear in numerous times and ways throughout the Bible, usually to tell people not to be afraid. What we know about angels is that they're part of the heavenly chorus that sing praise to Jesus. They submit to his authority and they are sent to fan the flame of faith in believers' hearts. This particular angel had two tasks. One, remove the stone, check. Two, deliver the message, check. What message? Let's go to verse five. The message was, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He was risen. Come and see the place where he lay. I.e. see that the body is not there. It's not stolen. It's not some ghost-like version of himself. He's risen from the grave. And this is happening just as he said. Stop right there. When did Jesus say this? Well, it's actually just a few chapters earlier in the Bible, but it was probably weeks, maybe months earlier in real life. So Matthew 16 says... Jesus had started teaching his disciples, um, explaining to them that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Perhaps at the time the disciples were thinking, say what? Jesus, we we should just make things clearer. What are you talking about? The angel said, he is not here, he is risen, just as he said. Looking back, it would have been easy to start connecting the dots and see what Jesus was talking about. But at the time, these disciples were being asked to understand something that was unprecedented in their understanding. But it happened just as Jesus said. Okay, so for me, the sermon could stop right there because those words make me want to go and look at everything else Jesus has said things which may have been overlooked in the past, but suddenly make astounding sense today. And guess what? This is how Jesus wants us to live. What he has said before suddenly makes astounding and relevant sense post-resurrection and during COVID-19. I will comfort them and provide for my people, as he said. I will make all things new, as he said. I will be with them always, just as he said. These truths remain, just as he said, for right now. Okay, but the angel didn't stop there. The message continued, verse 7, for those that are reading along. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, now I have told you. So Mary and Mary Magdalene both raced ahead and did that. The next character we see in this narrative is the others, The others are the followers of Jesus, those that were going to Galilee. But we can take heart from the others because we're part of the others, his disciples, his followers years later. Jesus and the angel both say a few times, they will see me. I believe these words were indicative of the type of relationship with Jesus wants to have with us today and them back there. When he says they will see me, I believe it's far more than a, a peekaboo, aha, here I am but rather they will receive an understanding like never before of his words, of his revelation, of his message, of his teachings, of who he is and what all this has been building up to. I was watching Avatar recently. It's a science, or I should say a sci-fi film, and it's about aliens in a forest they have a very strong connection to the forest. Some Scientists come in to understand them and try to develop a peace treaty so that the military can come in and take their resources. For those that have seen this film, it was put out a long time ago, there's a particular phrase that the aliens use when they see each other. They say, "I see you." And it's more than, "Oh, there you are, but I see you. I see your personhood, I see your fears. I see your being. I see your past. I see you here with me now. This is going to get a little intense perhaps for a little bit, but bear with me. Matthew 5, verse 8, Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. The pure in heart will see God. When Jesus rose from the grave, he made a way for all of us to be pure in heart. Psalm 34, 5 says, Those who look to him, their faces are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. When Jesus rose from the grave, he made a way for humanity to look on and see their creator, to see the one who is love and see themselves as he sees them. People can now experience every benefit of the resurrection. Some of those benefits occurring now and some will occur at a later time because death is no longer the final word. They will see me. Our grief will be comforted. Our sorrow will turn to joy guilt and shame dissolved, the burden of darkness lifted, they will see me. And the final character, Jesus himself. He appeared to the women as they were running to tell the others and we're told he said, greetings, and they clasped his feet. It tells us that he wasn't some ghost-like figure or some figment of imagination. It was a physical resurrection. And how much greater that they could tell the others. We saw him. We actually touched him. Later on, he goes to eat and drink and laugh with his friends around a meal. So let's think about Jesus. The last we heard of him was the details of his crucifixion and burial. Kirk, our other associate minister, painted the picture so well of his death, taking on the darkness and evil of the world on the cross. It's paramount to understand those Good Friday events to see how utterly powerful his rising from the grave is. The cross. Jesus endured it for the joy of saving us. It happened just as he said it would. It validates what he taught and said. The light of God entering through our world, through our risen Christ. A light which permeates and overcomes and invades every sickness, every sorrow, every injustice, every opposition, every sin, every evil, every form of darkness. Not like a glowworm where you need to go looking and hope that you see a little bit of the sparkle. Not like a a blackout where you're struggling to see the light. Jesus brings the light of the world and it cannot be diminished. It will not be put out. So regardless of what COVID-19 brings, Regardless of what the next six weeks or 12 months, 18 months might look like, he has broken the power of those things to block us from the love and light of God entering into our lives. He conquered the the grave so death no longer has the final say for us. He broke the power of sin so that we might receive forgiveness. He dismantled the powers of darkness and brought light to the world. He overcame death so he could offer us life. All that stood in the way between creation and their creator, having a direct, personal and ongoing relationship, has now been removed. Jesus made a way. The events of that Easter morning at first light show followers of Jesus are not simply pilgrims of an ancient teacher or followers of a good person. We're people who have put our trust in the living God. A new era began that day where the power of God is no longer confined to Jesus, but rather to all who believe in him, his church, his people across all the nations. That's quite a lot. It's quite a big thought to take in. And yet I take comfort from his next words. He says, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers. Despite Jesus being the king, despite him being the biggest hero of the world's story, he calls us his brothers and his sisters. He goes on to have a meal with them, to laugh with them and be tender with their doubts. He invites us to be his brother, his sister, to partner with him as a witness to those of others, as a witness to others of what he's like. So for those watching today, tuning in or regularly watching, Perhaps you haven't made up your mind about what you think about Jesus. Yeah, of course, we talk about him, but what do you actually think? We're living in a time where the pandemic has turned what might have been a theoretical consideration about death one day into a grim reality and risk of this new normal. Please take the time to investigate the claims of Jesus. They're relevant for each and every one of us. I invite you to join an Alpha course with me. We'll look at the resurrection and we'll look at some other aspects of Jesus' life and different perspectives and views around it. You'll hear more about that in the notices. There's 10 short films and it begins the 23rd of April. Alternatively, perhaps you already are a follower of Jesus and you're celebrating Easter from home this morning. Jesus' words speak to you today. Maybe you've been wrestling with a fear of death, fear of sickness, fear of economic collapse, fear of the kids being at home for all of term two. There's multiple things that are happening every day that we're having to wrestle and grapple with. And perhaps the words that Mary and Mary needed to hear back then, we need to hear them now too. He says to us, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid at this time. No matter what, he will be with us in the days and years to come. Our hope is in a God who has overcome death and has risen from the grave and he cares for you. He knows your needs. Do not be afraid. Jesus is the light of the world and his followers were his ambassadors and shine his light. Maybe you're thinking, I don't want to be an ambassador. Oh, I'm doing such a horrible job at being shiny right now. I don't feel like it. There are others that are better at shining than me. Hey, chill time. Think of a candle. Once you light, that little one flame lights up the whole room. It's not about the size or the shape or how good the candle's performing. It's about the light lighting it up. And it's the same for us. Jesus is the light of the world and he lives in you. He lives in me. Even on days we'd rather be hiding under the covers, we shine his light, even without trying. It's the presence, it's the nature of Jesus living in us through the Holy Spirit. And for such a time as this, that's so important. Resist the temptation to think it depends on us, how smart we can say something, how clever we are at turning up or creating good ideas or how how good we can be as a person. It never depended on that to start with. We've put our dependence in Christ, in Jesus, in Jesus. It's not by our wise or persuasive words, but by the power of his spirit living in us that his wills accomplished. So be bold and courageous in him. Knowing we have the light of the world living in us, I ask you this. Which darkness do you know of where the light of Jesus is needed? What can you do to shine it there? Have you heard of someone whose fear is overtaking them at this time and life is a bit tough? Call them, offer encouragement and hope and be with them, journey with them during this time. Have you seen something on the news that just really disturbs you, the injustice of it or the darkness of it? What is it that you could do to make a difference here? If the answer is not obvious at the beginning, use this time in isolation to seek God for that matter on your heart praying for change and for those suffering from the injustice. In summary, this Easter Sunday, be strong, take heart and shine on. Jesus rising from the grave is the brightest of good news, living hope for tomorrow and a firm foundation for our futures, no matter what it brings. Let me finish by praying for us. Jesus, we celebrate you this Easter Sunday. Let the benefits of your resurrection light up our lives and be a source of great hope, comfort and courage, both to our households and to those around us. I pray we walk with great boldness and courage into this new week in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy Easter.
0: Thanks for joining us.